Magandang araw, Podmates. Si Howie Severino muli na may napapanahong uh, kwentuhan. Ang karamihan sa atin ayaw matakot. Pero bakit maraming mahilig pa rin sa ghost stories? At ngayong Halloween, may face-to-face ghost tours na ng Maynila. The so-called dark history of Intramuros. Ang guide natin ay si Benjamin Kanapi na susubukang manakot uli sa mga darating na araw. Magandang araw sa'yo, Benjamin Kanapi. Magandang araw, Howie. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Benjamin, nagsimula ka magbigay ng Halloween tours noong 2020, pero virtual. No? Sample nga, or appetizer ng isang nakakatakot na storya sa iyong tour? Usually kasi the, the tour start at uh, San Agustin Church. So, sa Intramuros? Sa Intramuros. Back in the 1600s kasi, um, one of the Agustinian provincial, ano, rector provincial, si Father Vicente Sepulveda, was discovered dead in his room 20 days upon assuming his position. And uh, because, because natagpuan siya sa loob ng kumbento, ibig sabihin, ang pumatay sa kanya was one of their own, one of the Augustinian, ano, hmm. one of the Augustinian monks. Oh, so, inside job, kumbaga. Inside job siya. So, ang ngayon, hindi nila ma-determine kung paano nila malalaman kung sino sa kanila, sino sa mga yun ang pumatay. So, biglang, May naisip silang medyo kakaiba na paraan. Ang ginawa nila, binuhat nila yung katawan ni Father Sepulveda sa loob ng Anticoro ng San Agustin. So yung Anticoro, kung pupunta kayo ng San Agustin ngayon, ito yung kwarto bago kayo umabot sa yung Coral area. Kung saan dati, hmm. doon piniposisyon yung Coral para habang kumakanta hmm. sa misa. So yung Anticoro, pinasok nila yung katawan ni Father Sepulveda doon, inupo nila sa isang upuan Tapos pinapila nila lahat ng mga Agustinian sa, sa labas ng pinto. Tapos isa-isa nila pinapasok. Pero habang pumapasok, may taong nakahawak doon sa puso. So pang inaalalay, nakahawak doon sa puso ng yung monghe na pumasok. The idea behind that was, if the guilty monk sees Father Sepulveda pointing at him, his heart will beat faster and thus will prove his guilt. Hmm. wasn't exactly the most scientific of um, techniques but believe it or not all three guilty parties have ano, confessed and two of them were actually hung in front of the San Agustin Church so effective yung ganong method <laughs> believe it or believe it or not it was effective ako i mean i well, pag kinukuwento namin yan there's it, a bit of a joke yan eh, because it is a weird It was so you know, it was a weird technique to use but it worked for all intents and purposes they caught the culprits hmm. Okay Benjamin yung kwento na yan no it, it's it's horrifying but <laughs> it's not exactly a ghost story it's more nope. like a a, a a historical crime a parang yes. crime mystery and it was solved in a kind of a bizarre way and then nagkaroon ng resolution So it's no longer a mystery kung sabi mo nga confess nga yung mga murderers no. Uh so it's more it's more of a it's kind of a history lesson din ano. Uh yes. So it it how is it a Halloween story though? I mean kasi Halloween di ba parang may mga supernatural beings, mm. mga fly, you know, flying goblins and ghosts and and sure. all of that, mga white ladies. Uh so uh or or hook ma lang yon para para mag uh, magbahagi ng aral tungkol sa ating kasaysayan. Yeah, I think uh, you got it. You got it. Yun din exactly yun eh. 
because we knew that if we wanted to do a Halloween theme tour, that we cannot just rely on the the usual, ano, the usual, the normal stories that we usually say when you know when we're taking our you know our Manila tours. We had to focus on something a little bit more macabre, a little darker. But at the same time, at the same time, and po, I didn't actually want to. You know, I didn't want to just do like people were walking around looking for ghosts or worse, inventing stories about ghostly apparitions in in the world. I wanted to remain truthful and as factual as possible. Mm-hmm. To that extent, we we started looking for darker, you know, darker stories or stories that don't usually get told in normal tours. And to that effect, I think I was I was pretty successful, naman eh. Now the the ghost. The two, the Halloween tours that we do, quote unquote, still, ano, we still have ghost stories, but they're either a um urban legend level. So I mean, it's a nice anecdote to te- to share to the people, don't because these are the stories that have been passed on from people to people, employee to employee, student to student, or there are stories, um, alleged ghost sightings there that we are able to tie into. Actual historical events that happened in Intermoyos. So, yeah, kasi mara- maraming ghost stories naman talaga nakaugat sa mga totoong uh, events, no? Yes. Uh, pero dahil nga ay eh, nanatiling mystery, uh, parang kapanipaniwala din yung, yung ghost uh, yes. uh, explanation. In this case, no? Uh, mukhang na- nasolve yung, yung mystery, no? And, um, uh, pero... An- ano yung motive pala ng uh, itong mga nag-confess na sila yung pumatay kay Sepulveda? Ah, uh, simply put, the, uh, they found uh, they found the Father Sepulveda to be too strict, too exacting, too harsh. He really followed the letter of the law. And if if the accountings are to be uh, believed, it would seem that the Augustinians uh, were enjoying a bit of too much freedom. Major, they were staying a little bit from their what do you call this? From their calling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In short, to mga party sila masyado. Oh, at saka mukhang personal, no? Personal. Mukhang personal. Oh, it was not it was not a robbery for his uh no. jewelry or anything like that, no? No, they wanted to dispose of him lang talaga. Oh. So, yung purpose mo is, you know, like like the best tours is really to educate people and yes. kanya, and g- gimmick na lang nung yung dark history or uh, yes. yung yung mananakot ka, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, kasi, you know, uh, hindi ka naman mauubusan ng uh, mga nakakatakot na storya na totoo eh. Sa Manila, because it's been, it, we, we've had a very violent history in in Manila, no? Uh siguro d- d- dating from from that time uh, all the way to Uh, today, di ba? Yung, yung drug war lang, ang daming-daming napatay doon. Hanggang ngayon, makaramihan doon. Uh, mystery, di ba? Exactly. Uh, but, but of course, uh, most of your stories are from way back. Di ba? But uh, gano'ng ka-recent na ba yung mga pinaka-recent mong uh, mga kwento? That's so that, yung, yung, yung kinwento mo ngayon tungkol sa, tungkol sa murder ni Father Sepulveda was uh, 1600s. Yes. Uh, but I understand you also do American era. Do you do... Uh, do you do martial law tours, for example? I want, I want to. I absolutely, absolutely want to. And we will do the and we'll do the feasibility and research of that um quite soon. I especially especially given what has um, transpired over the last couple of months, 
I feel that uh, martial art tour is more timely now more than ever. But to answer your first question, mm-hmm. it depends on the area. Now, in Temuiz, um, most of the most of the guys, if not Spanish era, then they jumped. It kind of jumps to the Battle of Manila stories. So 1945, because Intermoes kind of took a backseat during the American era. Medyo na, nagsintabi siya because the, the developments around it were more exciting. I also I also have a tour now, uh, my, um, an upcoming live tour on Halloween Day mismo, yung One Night in Ermita. So we're focusing on the heritage structures from the Manila Central Post Office, Metropolitan Theater, City Hall, Luneta, and so on and so forth. The stories there will now focus on the American era. Um, and because yun yung, yun yung time era ng mga yon. However, even for for the Metropolitan Theater, the story I'm going to be telling will come from 1986. Hmm. So, saan nang gagaling yung mga stories mo? Uh, original research or marami kang binabasa, kinikwento sa'yo? Um, I, uh, I wouldn't know. I don't know kasi how you define original research, but I did look for stories in you know, websites, books. For Intermoes, some of these stories actually came from the news, the old newsletters of Intermoes from the 80s. Tapo, um, some people came forward with their own stories. And it was a matter of curating and figuring out which one worked and which one didn't for the flow mm-hmm. of the tour and yun. but it really came from different sources eh. okay so halo-halo no different, halo-halo different sources and uh, you, you try to verify naman <laughs> uh, oh, kasi yeah. maraming tinatawag nga na urban legend no i mean you you try to corroborate that with other sources precisely um so for example the story of father sepulveda uh, and a couple of other stories relating to the san agustin church comes from the san agustin archives themselves which have been lifted from and translated and reported on by other people. So those come from legitimate historical sources. I have a story that involves the location of the Memoir Manila where a governor general killed his wife and his wife's lover in a fit of passion. It's not even a secret. Eh. In, that story actually appeared in Wikipedia. Ganun ka, <laughs> ka public. And then I would uh, I confess that most of the stories that Dun sa one night in Manila, uh, one night in Intermuros, kind of go back to the Battle of Manila. Now that is highly vetable and you know it can it's verifiable. Mm-hmm. And when I tell stories about that, just really involves okay, this is the ghost sighting here. This is the go, um, the most manifestation in this area is like this. I always. I always put a caveat that, uh, okay, this is what other people say. These are the stories that are popular to it. Because I don't want to speak with finality regarding anything like that. Ang hihip ng sabihin na, totoo, may multo talaga dyan, may nagpapakita ng ganito, o may, may lumulutang na ulo dyan. I don't do that. Okay. Do that. But, but uh, do you yourself believe in ghosts? I do. I do. You do? I do. But... It's one thing for me to believe in ghosts and spirits and everything in between personally. But it's another thing to inflict my personal beliefs on what is supposed to be a historical tour. It wouldn't be fair for me to pass off those toys as to even if I would believe some of it. Mm-hmm. But I will add something lang to that. Um, that is also actually, my, I do have 
shall we say, sensitivities. But, and it's those sensitivities that actually gave, given me an idea if some of the stories, some of the ghost stories are actually true or not. Because honestly, there's a lot of fake ones <laughs> going around there. Sobrang daming fake ones. Again, for the sake of the listeners here, I'm not actually trying to convince anyone that, that there's such a thing. It's my personal belief lang. And I'm not gonna inflict that on anybody naman. Okay, so yung sto- you make sure your stories are based on evidence yes. and research. No? Yeah. Facts. In other words, yeah. fact-based. No? Na, pero nakakatakot pa rin because after all, uh, violent crimes. Nakakatakot naman. Without, we don't even need ghosts para manakot. No? That is uh, true. Oh, so and daming uh, mysterious deaths na nangyayari, a lot of violence, uh, you know, t- you know, terrible crimes that have happened, no. But have some stories uh, attributed to ghosts uh been revealed to have other causes or explanations after mm. you research them? The most popular ghost sighting in Intermoyos kasi, for example, is a lot of ano, a lot of people claim that they've seen the ghosts of Guardia Civil roaming and walking around mm-hmm. the walled city. The thing is, the security detail assigned to Intermoyos has been wearing radio outfits from as far back as 1998. So some of this, some of those sightings can just be attributed to somebody who saw one security detail walking at night. Ganong, sometimes, sorry, ganong kakoyni, ganong kabadoy, but yun yun din. And, and the, the fact is that some of these people will report it on Facebook, will show pictures and everything. Then one look of the pictures, okay. Mm-hmm. Security guard lang nakita niya. Yeah. May ganun but, eh. Um, uh, share, share with us your, your insight about this. no? Because uh, I, I know you, you've probably been thinking about um, human nature uh, as, as a guide and as a storyteller. Because uh, fear, uh, you know, was evolved you know uh in human beings so we will know what to avoid basically diba uh, kung 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 uh, yung yung lugar na yan ay nakakatakot eh, usually iwasan natin diba i mean that's that's uh, it's a survival mechanism sa tao eh bakit bakit tayo na attract ngayon sa mga nakakatakot na kwento you know um horror, horror movies yan yung mga yung mga uh, dark history tours na may you know nakikwento ko ng mga terrifying crimes na you know blood curdling <laughs> crimes na ganyan uh in in scary places in haunted houses no but bak- bakit ganun i mean why are people um drawn to scary things when fear evolved so that you avoid things that will scare us i'm not sure if i can fully answer the question because until now I'm still trying to figure out why um, why of all the tours and all the uh, and all the activations that we have done this is the one that has proved to be the most popular and the most enduring because even I am wondering why there's so many podcasts about this kind of this topic so many YouTube videos I mean I, I come from the era where Regal Shocker and a certain report a certain reporter from another's channel, Halloween Special, was popular, and and all of these other shows. And back then, we just seemed to gravitate towards it. Eh. For example, for our tour, uh, I'm assuming that my the participants already have a, you know, are already assured that it's probably going to save. Nobody's going to die there. 
we're still fine. So the so the fear of dying, the fear of actual danger is out. And there's replaced by anticipation, the thrill, maybe a bit of excitement. And I think that's what it is. Eh. When we watch horror films, read horror books or comics, we listen to horror podcasts or YouTube channels and watch TV shows on Halloween and stuff like that. I think that people don't actually think that they're in that they're going to die or that their lives are in any actual danger. I think it has become more of a sense of thrill-seeking, excitement, something to spice up your, or no, your otherwise, you know, mundane normal lives. So I think it's just, I think it's as simple as just looking for more excitement. You've been in this business not so long, you know? No. Um, since 2018, uh, yeah. you have a company, tour company called Wonder Manila. And then, and then two years later, uh, 2020, biglang nag-lockdown lahat. Uh, oh, yeah. So, paano kayo naapektuhan? Well, especially for me, like, I, I'm, ano, I wear different hats. Eh. Like, I, back then, I was actually a media, I was a media practitioner for around two decades and I was, I was now into creative consultancy. We were doing, we were staging events at the night. We had a store. I was also teaching on the side. Everything except the teaching shut down during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Now I did, now I wanted to figure out a way where I could maybe, you know, augment my, augment my instructor's salary. And out of everything else that I was doing, but the idea of giving virtual online tours seemed to make the most sense. It was so at that point it was only a way for me to, you know, just earn a few extra mm-hmm. pesos to you know to get through the worst of the the quarantine. And oh. then at that point we were mentioned successful because we were tapped by organizations, we were tapped by businesses to give tours for to give virtual tours for the you know, for their clients, for their employees. I first did One Night in Intermoyos back in 2019, Halloween. And it had a very good, um, it had a very good turnout. Over 70 people came. And um, I was so surprised. And I knew that I wanted to do it again for 2020. But the problem was, we were still in the pandemic and we couldn't do any tours whatsoever. So I decided to just make it an online experience. After that, so I made that announcement. I think I made an announcement October 14 that we were going to do a live stream over at Facebook mm-hmm. for free. Just mm-hmm. People just need to come over to Facebook and watch. And that was the only thing that I wanted to do was to just get some attention, maybe get a few likes, uh, maybe get some more new followers on our social media accounts, try to keep the name Wonder Manila afloat. So just in case tours start, we can, you know, we're top of mind. It was just to be visible and just to drum up some noise. I had no idea that we would go viral. That was insane. That was so surprising for us. So, ayun. And when we were through the announcement, the announcement went viral. And at some point, all of a sudden, we were 10,000 engagements. And then social media accounts of newspapers started picking it up and announcing it. And all of a sudden, there were interviews and stuff. And kind of... That kind of gave me a lot of anxiety because prior to that point, when I say I'm giving a virtual tour, I'm just basically giving a PowerPoint presentation 
with some video clips. And all of a sudden, if people are going to really check this out, I really had to improve the I really had to improve what the product, the final product looked like. So I taught myself I taught myself a new software called OBS. I went to Intermurus and shot some materials. We really I really went out all out and edited it. I figured out how to do it. And then as they say, the rest is history. Uh well I saw uh, one version, no? I, you probably have several versions. Yung version na panood ko, I guess that was one of those that went viral na rin, no? Uh, parang, you're, you're just giving a talk, a lecture, no? Na may, na may magagandang letrato, no? Yes. But, um, there doesn't, didn't seem to be too many gimmicks. A lot of it was straight uh, information, but, uh, you know, uh, much of it, most probably most people probably did not know no uh hindi naman yan tinitake up sa sa history class no sa, sa school no so a lot of it was was pretty interesting no? but any feedback uh sayo why why do you think uh it caught on no bakit bakit maraming nakagusto dito sa iyong uh, virtual tour okay. ng uh, Intramuros when we first so when we first staged that we knew that the the numbers hit big and we now basically basically now because of that, have two major markets. We do have two major markets. Eh. I think we were expecting, kind of expecting that once people figured out that it wasn't a ghost, it wasn't a ghost tour talaga, we thought that the numbers would suddenly drop. But when it's sustained to around the 20, 22,000 viewer level, sorry, oh my God, we're onto something here. The feedback sakin was that they never knew that the stories existed. And it was a different way. It was such a different experience from the intermurals that they knew or the intermurals that they thought they knew. And the slightly heartbreaking truth behind all of this is the stories have always existed. Now, granted, a lot of a lot of tourists will probably not talk about priests murdering other priests or governor generals murdering wives or and stuff like that but for example for again the battle of manila is such a hot topic that's been discussed to death that's been discussed to death on so many platforms and yet you have people who've never heard of it and i think that's what caught on a lot of people they came in looking for ghosts and tales they got out they came out of it with more information than they were bargaining for i think that's where that, that's where we hit it out of the park Mm -hmm. Okay, you you do this, no, not, not just because it's fun, no. I mean, it's a job. I mean, you have you know you have to earn a living. This is a this is a livelihood. Yes. The you know uh, tourism. You're part of the tourism industry, you know. Uh, but it's still an online talk, no, with pictures. Unlike you know walking around with a yes. real with a real guide and yes. you know having a face to face interaction. And your business model nito, no, because uh, <laughs> talks. And daming daming webinars. Yes. Uh, very interesting then, no? Na libre. I attend these webinars, these online talks, uh, you know, maybe a couple of times a week, di ba? And karamihan sa kanila libre. Um, uh, is it possible to earn, a, to make a living this way? Okay. I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, it's going to be, no, wag naman no. It's going to be very, very challenging if the only if this is your only source of income it there are so many challenges to surmount now number one for online experiences um they were very very hot back in 2020 but we also noticed that after the first quarter of 2021 
the demand and requests for online experiences um totally you know totally created because we at that point people were already allowed to step out and do things already the moment people could go out online engage and online engagements dropped across mm -hmm. the field mm -hmm. so as far as business model is concerned kasi with again the yung tours ko yun, the the private tours kasi that's over zoom and ideally if an office is going to engage me i'm already paid in advance before i do the mm. tours it's a private agreement uh, parang kinokommission ka oo oh, oh, exactly so tapos pag yung, yung mga the freebie tours naman yun, they're absolutely free i don't go behind the paywall because the goal there is to reach as many people as possible mm -hmm. The goal was not to make money out of those talks. They were meant to, they were meant to create, you know, um, to to get attention, create noise, and hopefully educate some people. Mm -hmm. The best, the most that I have done for those was to put up, uh, you know, for tips, yeah, uh, for people who want to pay for their appreciation, they can deposit to GCash and Maya. And people and do. People I mean, parang, parang voluntary okay. donation. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we've staged, we've staged, I think, three or four online experience, uh, five online experiences for free total. Yung apat doon, yeah, may nakuha kami konti, but it wasn't that much, which is to be expected mm -hmm. naman. The one night in, man, the one night in Intermores during 2020, on the other hand, yun that made, that made quite a lot of money, mm -hmm. surprising. From donations? Oh, yes. Okay. That was surprising. And I suppose ngayon na buwabalik na yung mga face-to-face, -face, you know, physical world uh, kind of tours and uh, tourism, no? Uh, you've already created buzz yes. because of the online um, talks and uh, experiences na, you know, ginagawa nyo. So, in a way, uh, yung ginagawa nyo during the height of the pandemic and lockdown were kind of promotional activities na pinuhunan nyo na lang so that ngayon na may may face to face na because you know face to face talaga people expect to pay for that right yeah. uh oh uh, so in a way ngayon uh, ngayon ka lang makikinabang talaga from uh because of uh, the recall uh, ng ginagawa nyo rather than you know versus somebody who's just starting now diba yes so when we, actually it I when we got when the go signal to go back to touring went down on November 2021 I didn't even have I didn't even have this particular tour in mind there I was just going to go back to doing the normal tours but then I started getting inquiries from people requesting that can we can we book you to do the one night in Intermoos tour live mm -hmm. at first I didn't want to say yes because in my head I just did that for Halloween. But when more and more of these requests started to come in, it felt I felt foolish to keep saying no. And it felt ano, it felt counterproductive. Naman. Here's everybody clamoring for a certain type of tour. You should do it. And so it happened. Na. I was able to get back to going quite quickly. The demand was quite robust. Even gotten to a point na There were so many requests for people that maybe can they join up? Is there a public tour? Is there a regular schedule? So we started offering that, which before, when we tried doing that back in 2019, only one or two people would show up. The first time we offered the public tour, 
mm-hmm. opening 10 slots because limited pa yung during February and March the numbers were limited pa, uh, we could only tour only so many people we started filling those slots up for one hour two hours one day lang punong puno na yung slots and then it just kind of continued eh. April, May, June we'd do one one tour a month it gets filled up in three days mm-hmm. and then it went crazy July so so ngayon yeah so ngayon no uh you, do you think tourism in general is is uh oh, yeah. in, in full recovery mode oh yes oh yes if uh, I, I just actually you know, remarked about that last saturday because last saturday i was in it in the morning to do a tour and i saw almost every single tour operator tour operation and then some that i've never seen before on top of just just way so many people within the wall city on Saturday. Punung-puno siya and the atmosphere is electric. Yes, I think tourism is back and tourism is back with the vengeance. Mm-hmm. So, ikaw, you, you, you know, you talk about your tours being experiential. Yes. Uh, kasi before, you you know, tours were described as being sightseeing. Diba? Yes, yes. Ngayon, they're experiential. What, what, what do you mean by that? As much as possible, as much as possible, I'd like the tourists to be more memorable. Now, it, um, one of the ways that we did that was to just go beyond, just go beyond the the usual facts and try to create a story out of it. For some of the tours that we do, for example, I also offer a China, uh, a Chinoy experience tour, which that not only covers Pinondo but also covers the nearby district of San Nicolas. So we talk about the Chinoy diaspora and their adjustment done. So of course you you need to eat. Uh you need to eat. So we'll talk we'll eat a Hokkien cuisine in San Nicolas. And when we talk about the cottage industries that are there, like distilling ilang ilang into perfume, then I have a bottle of ilang ilang essence which I make everyone smell. So, I mean little things and uh, little bits and pieces like that. That just lock and that just help lock on the memories, on the, the memories and to what I'm saying might help people remember the lessons a bit more. Mm. Well, of, uh, of course, you're not the first to do this. No, no I am not. Yeah, yeah. Na, na banggit mo kanina si Carlos Eldran yes. as you know having a store in Intramuros, but oh, but he was also very well known for his own experiential tours. No, uh, before he he had to leave. Uh, uh, for Madrid, he he went to Madrid and then died there, no. But unfortunately, uh, uh, how much influence has he had on people like you? Uh, uh, personally, what you do? Oh. Personally, Carlos has had such a big influence on me. The first time, um, I think my turning point moment came in two thousand six when I attended one of his tours, and so I suddenly heard about the Battle of Manila and all of that. And if you've attended this tour, you know that he's very, very theatric and very, very dramatic and he really gets into it. So at one, when I was that young, I was so surprised because I don't remember that being discussed in school. In fact, if I went back to my, you know, if I went back to my books, what have we written there is the liberation of Manila and it really just looks like the Americans waltz in and kick the Japanese out. That's how it appeared in my books back in the day. So I kind of first did not believe him. So I started going to the library, started reading up, and then, pala siya. 
And then eventually, eventually, I don't know how this happened. Carlos and I became friends. I started getting more involved with his activities. I started, I started following him around. When I started doing pocket tours of my own, he was encouraging me. He really wanted me to do it because, according to him, and something that I truly, truly believe now is that we now more than ever we need more tour guides to do. The, to tell the true story of Manila. So he was there every step of the way. And when he when he left and he heard that I was starting the tours, he was so happy for me. So yeah, I mean, I know that Carlos was a you know, was a big inspiration to a lot of tour operators working in Manila nowadays. But I dare say that he had such a profound experience with me. He literally changed my life. Yeah, and uh, he had uh, many different kinds of tours. No, meron, oh, yeah. meron pa siyang Imelda Marcos tour, and uh, he had you know yung colonial era tour. Uh, yes. uh, ako kasi I used to live in Malate, and I you know I'd be on my bike or walking around. Makikita ko yung grupo ni Carlos minsan. Lahat sila nakakalesa, no? Isang mahabang uh, pila na mga kalesa going around <laughs> uh, Maleta, uh, Malate. So. Uh, yun talaga experiential. It wasn't just you know uh, walking and pointing and uh, talking. No, talagang uh, pinaramdam niya, pinaexperience niya sa mga turista ang uh, exactly. ang old Manila. No, kung paano paano mag uh, paano yung transportation ng old Manila and then they'd end up somewhere and have halo halo and uh, that kind of thing. No. Yes. You know when, when I when I go overseas, uh, you know I don't do that very often but there was one uh, at least one uh, european trip i did where i had uh, what you call airbnb experiences no usually yes. airbnb are uh, it started out as uh, accommodations diba pero may tinatawag na airbnb experiences no um where ang daming mga kakaiba minsan very quirky kind of so called uh, experiences when i was in rome i did a tour of uh, ancient rome uh, on a bicycle no parang ganon sometimes uh, you know learn how to be a, a barista you know in in uh, you know in italy or something may may mga may mga ganun may mar, dumadami ba yung mga ganung classing uh, uh, experiences uh, dito sa sa tourism industry so it's not just you know, going to sites, mm. but um, actually, you know, learning something or teaching something, you know, how to make Philippine lumpia or, you know, yeah. something like that, no? Uh, is, and um, is, is there potential for that kind of tourism? There is a lot of potential for experiential tourism in Metro Manila because the truth of the matter is we don't have enough products. For example, and I love that you mentioned Airbnb experiences and you mentioned these experiential tours abroad. Because we sorely need them. I don't even know if there is a bona fide, for example, Filipino Pinoy Cuisine 101 type of experience in Manila. Because if there is, I'd love to hear about it. Eh. Like, walang ganun experience that foreigners can come in and learn how to cook adobo in Sinigang because that would be fantastic. Um, there are not enough food calls in... There are not enough food call experiences across the metro. And the mere fact that we're very... Manila-centric with our tours when places like Pasig and Makati and Quezon City have so much to offer also. It's also, I, I, I dare say that that is, you know, that is money waiting to be discovered. 
and besides the, uh, but I think we're working in it, and it's not just me, and it's not just Wonder Manila. There are other tour groups out there. Um, should allow me to say the names. Groups like Don't Skip Manila, groups like Renascimiento Manila and the Heritage Collective that we're collaborating with or by themselves will do tours about places that you don't expect like Tondo or Quiapo or will do different angles of the same place and stuff like that. Actually, those groups that we mentioned earlier, we did something last September called the Intermuros, uh, Intermuros Filipiniana and Via Gansa. So, we we got a group we got groups that you were required to wear Filipiniana outfits mm-hmm. and then we would take you around in Tamuros on the Tamuros Tan Via then you get your photos taken in all these locations me and a lot of other tour groups were starting this we're not at the level that we want to be yet and there's so many experiences that are waiting to be offered but we need the help of everybody to do it we need we need industry partners. We need establishments to work to collaborate with, and that's what that's the research, and that's what we're doing right now to be able to create these experiences for everybody. Anong 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 pwedeng role dito ng gobyerno, if any, and uh, you know, Department of Tourism. Actually, the Department of Tourism can do so many things. They can open doors for ano eh, for tourism entrepreneurs. To really get into it in the promotions, maybe um tying it together, yung tying things together, interconnecting us with the other regions would be so fantastic. Eh? Basically allowing us some leeway here, maybe giving us access to areas that we normally wouldn't have access to. There's a long, long list of what the Department of Tourism can do for local tourism entrepreneurs. And I'm, I need to say the term is not just tour guiding anymore. It's tourism entrepreneurs because there is so much mm-hmm. that we can do. And we're only scratching the surface right mm-hmm. now. You know, tourism is a is a course in college, no? Yes, it is. Oh, I've met I've met students, college students who are taking up tourism, and uh, I, I you know I'm wondering what they're actually learning. No, uh, are you familiar with the kind of education? Uh, tourism uh, students are getting and is it appropriate for for the trends that you're seeing i have met uh, i have met and interacted with some very very nice tourism students from colleges across metro manila i feel that the tourism prepares them for prepares them for a career in doing bigger um doing bigger tours doing tour operations being um being assigned abroad the bigger infrastructure stuff. I don't think that there is anything that teaches them to be their own boss or to be entrepreneurial in their approach. I'm not saying that all of them are going to end up as stewardess or tour <laughs> operators. I'm thinking lang that mas macro yung trust ng tourism courses. It's kind of, okay, I think the bigger, the closest analogy I can think of based on my experiences is mass communication courses. Mm-hmm. Right? Mass communication courses, they prepare you for a career and you're expected to end up in GMA or the other networks or maybe if you're a film major like me to end up working for Star Cinema and Regal and Viva and all of those. But I don't think any of these courses are actually pushing you to you know, set up your own production house or mm-hmm. be an independent director or mm-hmm. be an independent filmmaker. It's simply not the trust. Eh. 
is there anything wrong with that person? No, there's not. There's safety and there's safety and stability and assurance with, you know, joining the bigger machine. I mean, so what's the story about Intramuros or aspect of uh, Intramuros that surprises uh, tourists the most? That most of Intramuros is brand new, relatively. That nothing, not the only the San Agustin Church survived the Battle of Manila in 1945. That structures such as Manila Cathedral, the Plaza San Luis Complex, Casa Manila, Barbas, all of those old-looking structures were actually built after the war. In fact, as recently as 1980. And then they realized how much we've actually lost because we were trapped in the middle of the battle that we shouldn't have been part of in the first place. Manila is uh, usually just the gateway uh, for a lot of uh, uh, tourists, especially foreign tourists, no, to the beaches and islands of, um, of our country. You know? And uh, you've said that Manila is uh, underappreciated, no? uh, one reason why you do this tour. No? So the question is, what is there to love about Manila? Manila is a fantastic melting pot. First and foremost, even if you didn't do that, you know, even if you didn't do the tours, which, by the way, you should, and just walking around at night, experiencing the food, and even even going beyond Filipino food, we have some of the best food in the we have some of the best food and variety in the entire in the Southeast Asian region. I stand behind that statement one hundred percent. As far as culture and history are concerned, and heritage. Hmm. Manila has a tumultuous, um, complicated history that actually spans pre, you know, the pre pre-colonial period, and um, people, whether local or foreign tourists, should should really take on a tour so that they would discover just how complex, and exciting, and sad, and emotional the history of Manila actually is. Maraming salamat, uh, Benjamin Canapi, sa lahat ng ginagawa mo para sa ating underappreciated na lungsod na Maynila. Please keep reminding us of the things that we should love about it. Uh, mabuhay ka, Benjamin Canapi, ng Wander, Manila. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Howie Severino. Check out the Howie Severino Podcast, an original for GMA News and Public Affairs. New episodes will stream every Thursday. Listen for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms.